How much would your life change if you knew every single time someone told you a lie? Even if that someone was you. Lies like you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you can't own a business, and you definitely will never make more than you did in your old corporate job. Get ready to be proactive, passionate, productive, and oh so profitable in a way you've never before experienced by opening your eyes to the big fat lies. Now, here's the host of Big Fat Lies, business coach, shaman and seer, Jennifer Kramer Lewis. You guys, oh my goodness. It's Friday and it is time for Big Fat Lies. And so if this is the first time that you've joined us for this show, you may be wondering to yourself, well, what are the big fat lies? Why do we want to talk about them? Why would it be profitable for me to know about the big fat lies? Well, oh my goodness, I have been aware I, uh, I've been aware all my freaking life about the lies that people tell themselves that stop them from being happy, stop them from being profitable, stop them from attracting like really gorgeous, lovely people into their life that they can co-create with that They could possibly build a business or a relationship with. I remember being a very, very little person and having this awareness that, and thinking to myself, well, that man and that woman would be so happy together. Like I could see the energetic ties between the people. And I just wondered why they chose to be unhappy. They chose to believe the lies that were keeping them unhappy. So in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the big fat lies of happiness and getting happy and how you should be a happier person. (laughs) I just did a quick Facebook live inviting people into the chat room today, into the live studio today. And I remember that song that like, um, hide your crazy, start acting like a lady. Well, we're going to be talking about that today. Do you actually have to hide the fact that you're not happy? And uh, there's a whole lot of social conditioning and, you know, familial conditioning about how we're supposed to act and what's supposed to happen for us physically when we are not happy. And so I'm here to be the revolutionary change that you need to hear. So if you're listening to this, I would be very curious about what energy streams brought this broadcast into your life and what you really need to know about being happy. (laughs) So if you've been asking yourself questions like, how do I get happier? How do I stop feeling so sad? Do I have depression? Do I have anxiety? What do people do to get happier? Why am I not happy? (laughs) And you are in the right place. Trust me, this is not going to be a depressing broadcast. I have a completely different take on what it takes to get happy, what being happy is all about, and the energetics of being happy. And I want to remind you that you can always reach out to me. So if you see this broadcast, wherever it is, go ahead and put a comment below. If you don't like what I have to say about being happy, then let me know. If you do like what I have to say about being happy, then let me know. So today I wanted to share with you a quote from Tesla. 
And what he says is, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. If you want to know the secrets, if you want to find out the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. So we all know that when you are unhappy, when you're melancholy, that the frequency is low. So you're maybe not doing as much as you normally would. You're eating maybe denser foods. You're eating those potatoes and stew and, you know, the comfort food. And, you know, you don't really want to talk all that much. You don't really want to do all that much. And what if that's way more normal? What if that's way more normal than you think it is? So on today's show, I'm going to talk to you about what happens in your body when you are feeling unhappy or feeling melancholy. And I'm going to share with you some human design uh, information about unhappiness or melancholy. I'm going to give you a new perspective on what it feels like to be melancholy and why it might not be a bad idea for you to let yourself get to the bottom of it. So we don't want you to go wash that mascara off your face quite yet. It may be something to just lean into the unhappiness and find out like, why is it there? Why is it there? And for me, it makes me think of like a leaky ceiling in a house, like, you know, where a mold spot keeps showing up on the drywall on your ceiling. Well, sure, you can take some paint and you can keep, you know, painting over that mold spot on your ceiling. But it may be a really, really great idea to get into that attic and find out where that water is coming in that's causing the mold that's causing the damp that's causing the black on your ceiling instead of just trying to like hide your crazy and start acting like a lady so before I do that I'm going to share with you a story about me and so for those of you who've heard this story it bears repeating so a lot of my life has been just a complete shit show I have made really, really bad decisions. I've had several dark nights of the soul. And what they did was they started to help me to acknowledge that I'm actually here to be a seer. I'm actually here to be a healer. I'm here to have really, really revolutionary conversations and help people make dynamic problem-solving decisions in their lives. And so I had a lot of my life where I was in the corporate world. I was in real estate. I was in finance. I was in investments. I was in real estate management. I was helping people build these giant real estate portfolios and then manage them. So millions and millions of dollars worth of mortgages, millions and millions of dollars worth of real estate and helping manage that and making sure that everything was all tickety-boo. 
But the thing was, nobody actually phones their mortgage broker and says, oh my God, I love you. Nobody actually phones their property manager and says, oh my God, I love you. Even though it's interesting, I did manage to create that paradigm in my workplaces where, you know, Christmas time, people would bring me like Baileys or wine or flowers or chocolates because I was present. And I was really, really switched on to making that revolutionary change. I mean, that's part of my DNA. That's part of my human design is that I'm able to look and see what knobs need to be turned and what people need to get together in order to make dynamic change. And so I didn't all of a sudden realize that I needed to be a transformational healer, that I needed to be working as a mentor, as a consultant in business and in people's lives. I just waited until the very last minute, of course, like everybody does. And what I did was I ended up getting so depressed and so sick and so unhappy that I was suicidal. I went to my doctor and I was like, you know what? I'm thinking about killing myself a lot. And I just wanted to have a talk with you and see what we can do about that. And so my doctor gave me a piece of paper and she's like, here, you need to take some time off from work. And she's like, okay, well, what are you going to do with this? And I was like, well, I'll just, you know, like clean up my desk and maybe I'll give it to them on Monday. And I think this was like a Wednesday or something like that. And she was like, no, you go into your boss's office and you give this to them now. And, you know, you clean out whatever items that you need immediately from your desk and you leave work and you don't come back until you quit wanting to kill yourself. And we'll work on that. And what I know now is that the feeling of being hopeless is probably one of the worst feelings that a person can have. Like, you know, no matter what I do, nothing changes. And in the world that I was in, you know, having people yell at me, phone me, I'm a deep feeling person. And people would phone me and yell at me like almost every day. I stopped actually answering my phone at work because I was like, no, most of the time they need to send me an email. I need to have the the correspondence in writing anyways. And so in the process of healing myself from my deep depression, I discovered a bunch of different, really, really remarkable tools. I learned way more about the shaman part of my upbringing. Actually, I was, uh, you know, I grew up in a really groovy uh, environment where I learned about energy healing before I could even talk. And, um, you know, I leaned into that. I leaned into the actual transformational part of my skill set. And in many cases, people just wait. They wait until they feel like complete shit before they will make these dynamic changes. And so if that's you, if there's some positive changes that you need to make in your life and you know you need to make them and not making them is making you crazy, then you are in the right place today. You really, really are in the right place. And I'm going to give you some information. But what I need you to know about the information that I'm going to give you is quite often people go on this just binge of grabbing information over and over again, like this new reading or this new healing or this new way of thinking or this new author. 
is going to heal me. And the truth is the only person who can really advocate for you to have a really amazing life that's full of amazing positive things is you. And in most cases, it's not a DIY adventure. You're not going to be like, okay, I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to learn about shamanic healing. I'm going to, you know, read everything that Greg Braden has. I'm going to read everything that Dr. Joe Dispenza has. But I'm not going to hire anybody to hold my hand through all of this. I'm not going to hire anybody to, you know, ask me questions and find out how I'm really feeling because that would be too scary. So definitely don't do that. I'm not going to do that. So if you've had that thought, then yeah, that's pretty average, you guys, that people think they're going to DIY it and they can't because it's actually not in their body blueprint that they're able to DIY stuff. There are people who can, and you know, I can even point you to the gates of the people who can and the people who could possibly DIY stuff. Um, will have gate 31, they'll have gate 33, they'll have gate 30, no, one, no, 31, one, and 35. So if you have those gates, you could probably DIY something. But if you don't, then you just can't. And so what we're going to go, where am I? You just can't DIY stuff. And so my host is showing me that we're coming up on the break. And so I want to talk to you guys after the break about how does sadness show up in your body? Like, how can you notice before you feel like complete crap? How can you notice when sadness is coming into your body? And so it's normal for you to feel melancholy. And in a lot of cases, the melancholy might not be yours it might be the frequency. It might be the people that you're spending time with. It might be what's coming at you on a regular basis has a flavor. It might be like an odor of melancholy and you're just picking it up and you're calling it yours. And so that's my invitation for you uh, is that we're going to talk about and I'm going to give you an invitation to know more about how those frequencies are coming into your body and why you're going to want to know about them so that you can, one, you can spot it coming and two, you can sort of prepare for it and actually be ready for it when it arrives. So it doesn't smack you in the face because like I always say, you can always spot a bulldozer coming. They're moving that slow that you will know you'll know it's actually in the stars too. We can accurately predict in the stars when these, um, when these melancholy phases are going to come. So that's what I am going to talk to you about today. So yeah, I wonder if your story feels like my story. And if you are now ready to make some positive changes. So if you are, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite you to meet me after the break. And I'm going to show you how to spot it when the bulldozer of melancholy or unhappy is headed your way. My name is Jennifer Kramer Lewis, and you've been listening to Big Fat Lies on Inspired Choices Network. See you after the break. Have you ever said to yourself, I knew I shouldn't do that. How did that feel? 
What did you make that mean about you? Business coach, shaman and seer, Jennifer Kramer Lewis, stands for you being deliciously ambitious, passionately productive, oh so profitable, and creating a life that is truly delightful in every area. Tune in to Big Fat Lies every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Mountain, 3 p.m. Central, and 4 p.m. Eastern on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com to open your eyes to the big fat lies that are keeping business owners from being the bright shining beacons they came here to be. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Big Fat Lies with business coach, shaman and seer, Jennifer Kramer Lewis. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com or send a question or comment to Jennifer at jennifercramerlewis.com. Awesome. So we are back. So before the break, I was talking about like, how do you know? How do you know? How can you trust what you know about being unhappy? And that it's actually not what we think it is. And so for me, unhappiness is something that you know, like I come from deep feeling, passionate people. And in human design, 50% of the population are deep feeling, passionate people. So 50% of the population of the earth has these amazing waves and the waves are passionate. They're elation. They're like orgasmic energy. They're like so freaking happy at the top of the wave and then way down at the bottom of the wave where I was, it's suicidal, it's hopeless, it's really, really deep, deep engagement with frustration. It can be rage, it can be like really freaking self-destructive. And so when we start to step into the place and space that we know that this is not something that we can avoid, you know, I mean, some people can, but 50% of the population. So if you consider yourself a deep feeler, if you consider yourself really tapped into the universe and tapped into what your family are doing and tapped into what your clients are doing, if you wake up at night with dread, if you wake up at night and you know that you need to call somebody, then you are most likely a deep feeling person. And so for me to pretend that I'm not a deep feeling person and that there's a way that I can like cut these waves off is really, really self-destructive. And I really, really want you to know that you can trust the wave. You can trust it. And when you're at the bottom of the wave, which is most likely where you're going to notice 
you know, what I would love for you to notice is when you're heading to the bottom of the wave, when you're heading to the bottom of the wave, you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> what if you didn't try to get out of the boat? What if it was more like a roller coaster and you're like, okay, I know that I'm not going to fall out of this roller coaster. I know that, you know, when I get to the bottom of this, the G-force of getting to the bottom of this is going to actually create something completely different for me, especially if I don't avoid it, especially if you don't avoid it. What if you could actually trust that wave, you guys? And so I'm going to share with you the energetics of how feelings come into your body. So here's the energetics of how feelings come into your body. So at the beginning of the show, I shared with you that Tesla quote, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And so this is all a part of manifestation. This is all a part of how thoughts become things. And so here we are on a rock in space. And so one of the biggest frequencies that we feel is the sun. And so where the sun is in the solar system can affect us deeply. And so if you don't believe in that, then you're probably listening to the wrong show because I talk about astrology. I talk about human design a lot, which has a ton to do with astrology and where these rocks are in the solar system that we happen to be located in right now. And so these frequencies come into our lives, whether it's where the other planets are, whether it's, you know, our children, you know, our spouses, our workplace, there's frequencies that are affecting us all the time, no matter where we are, we can't get away from the frequencies, you know, so sleeping under tinfoil <laughs> is not going to help you get away from the frequencies. And so the frequencies come in, and your body starts to notice a sensation, a sensation. And then with the sensation, your body subconsciously or unconsciously filters that sensation and it goes through every single lifetime every single time you felt a sensation similar to this sensation and so this process again is completely unconscious and so the or sorry you sense something and then your body filters it into something that we would call a sensation you're like hmm I'm not really all feeling all that great. And so then you sift it again and you turn it into something called a feeling. And so if we can catch it at the sensation phase, then it actually doesn't even turn into a feeling. So you're like, I don't feel all that good. But you don't go into the place and space of, Oh, I don't feel all that good. I'm going to actually sift through all of my feelings to find a feeling that feels like the not that good that I'm feeling. But if you did, then you're like, wow, I'm really feeling pissed off. I'm feeling super pissed off right now. And so when you identify it as super pissed off, then what you do is you make it real. You're like, oh, I remember all the lifetimes where I was this pissed off. And so I'm going to name it as pissed off and I'm going to make it real. 
I'm going to feed this pissed off. I'm going to look around and find out what pissed me off. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? So do you guys actually get that? So it comes in as a frequency. You sense it. Then unconsciously you filter it. And then it turns into a sensation. It's shifted again uh, and sifted again, and you turn it into a feeling, and then you name it, and then you make it real, and then you allow it to affect your whole universe. And so all of that happens in a nanosecond. And so for me to differentiate this for you, it's like, what if a sensation didn't actually have to turn into a feeling? Like, what if it didn't have to? What if you're like, oh, I see that bulldozer over there. I'm not going to just go lay down in front of it and get flattened by it. What choices do I have right now? Okay, well, most of the time when I hang out with this person, I end up leaving feeling fucking pissed off. And in most cases, you've taken the fucking pissed off out of their body and healed it and transmuted it with your body and then packed off that fucking pissed off feeling and they feel better and you feel like shit. So have a look at that for yourself. You know, if you know that the frequencies of this certain workplace even aren't congruent with how you want to feel, if the frequencies of this certain person aren't congruent with how you want to feel, and at the subatomic subconscious level, all of this stuff is happening without your choice or your say-so, it's up to you to notice. It's really up to you to notice the sifting process. And so this isn't going to be like, oh, I'm going to listen to Jennifer one afternoon talk about how sensations turn into feelings and how feelings will affect my universe and I'm going to be instantly healed. It's just so interesting, like the data dump that people are going through right now, trying to solve their own problems is really heartbreaking for me. Like I'm just, I love deeply. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to love deeply and help you create lives that you love, businesses that you love. And so for people to, you know, listen to one show, like I do recommend that you listen to all of them. Why not? And take this data and go and be a little scientist in your life. But I really, really, really want you to know that you're not alone. You're never alone in this. And the support that you need to choose and change is always available to you. It just needs to be you saying, you know what? I trust myself that I need help with this. I trust myself that I can find the correct person to help me with this. I trust myself that positive changes need to happen in my life in order for me to be able to get over all of the hurdles that I keep jumping over. As I was sharing earlier, you know, like these dark nights of the soul, you can become almost addicted to them. And, you know, it's so great. Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza has this book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And so what, uh, what happened? Sorry, I just got interrupted. I lost my train of thought. 
So he talks about in the dark night of in the breaking the habit of being yourself book that the frequencies that you grew up with um, are become your holding pattern. And so if you grew up in a chaotic family, if you grew up with parents who are addicted or neglectful or, you know, just basically not super great people, which is a lot of us, then what can happen is there really needs to be a busting out process and you need full support with that because you are addicted energetically at an energetic level to this frequency. And so have a look at that. Like what was the frequency available in your home of origin, in your childhood home? What was the frequency? And so does it match your holding pattern? So were the people around you unhappy? Were they discontent? Were they angry? Were they vengeful? Were they rageful? You know, like think about all of the different like massive feelings, you know, or did they get like super freaking excited all the time? And then you sort of thought, oh, oh, we're super freaking excited all the time. What are we all excited about? And it can't be, you know, one without the other. There are these, these deep, deep waves for people who are this thing called emotional authority emotional authority. And so the deep feeling people get the information that they need from these emotional roller coasters. Now, do you have to be on the emotional roller coaster all the time? No. Can you preempt it? Yes. Is it something that you always want to preempt? No. Is it something that you always don't want to preempt? No. Is it something that you can medicate yourself for? You can, and I don't recommend it. And so what we're going to talk about after the break is what does melancholy do for us? So what if being sad is something that can do something for us? What if there's information that's available in being sad? What if there's a beauty like, what if there's a beauty in melancholy? And so that's my invitation for you is that there is. And so we're going to be talking about that after the break. My name is Jennifer Kramer Lewis, and you have been listening to Big Fat Lies on Inspired Choices Network. I will see you after the break. Have you ever said to yourself, I knew I shouldn't do that? How did that feel? What did you make that mean about you? Business coach, shaman and seer, Jennifer Kramer Lewis stands for you being deliciously ambitious, passionately productive, oh so profitable, and creating a life that is truly delightful in every area. Tune in to Big Fat Lies every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Mountain, 3 p.m. Central, and 4 p.m. Eastern on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com to open your eyes to the big fat lies that are keeping business owners from being the bright shining beacons they came here to be. This is Big Fat Lies with business coach, shaman and seer, Jennifer Kramer Lewis. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com or send a question or comment to Jennifer at jennifercramerlewis.com. Hey 
Hey there, beautiful people. So before the break, we were talking about the frequencies, the frequencies of melancholy, the frequencies of being unhappy, the frequencies of being elated, like orgasmic, like completely switched on. And so how the universe, how the rocks in the sky can affect us. And so the reason why you're going to want to scroll on back to the beginning of the show, if you're starting to listen now, is I talked about how melancholy or any feeling really comes into your body and that you do have the ability to preempt that rather than like meditate or medicate. the fact to try to make yourself feel better what you can do is you can preempt that by just noticing like wow here's the places and spaces where I go that predictably predictably I'm gonna leave feeling like shit and then just don't do that you know like if you think about your body as you know sort of an innocent passenger in the experience called your life why would you take yourself into places and spaces where predictably you do not feel well afterwards? Well, why is because your home of origin, your childhood home probably felt like that. So it may feel like home to you. And so if we're looking at without judgment, if we're just like, wow, my childhood home was really crazy and I seem to attract crazy people to hang out with now. So if that doesn't work for you, then you need to actively move into the position of deconditioning from your childhood home. And so a lot of the happiness and unhappiness of our childhood home begins to get an energetic set point. It creates an energetic set point for you and for your body. And so when I was uh, preparing for this show, I... um, One thing you're going to learn about me is that I really, really am curious about systems and about people and about how people can create a system for themselves where they get what they want, where they get what they want. And so when I was doing the research for preparing for this show, I remembered that when I was studying Kabbalah, Kabbalah actually believes that evil only exists when we witness it, when we feed it. And it's a, it's an interesting point of view that is shared by the First Nations people where I live. I live in Canada. And they talk about this story, like the wolves, the two wolves. So are you going to feed the evil wolf? Or are you going to feed the good wolf? And so it's not really quite binary like that. But think about it for yourself when you spend a lot of time paying attention to I'm unhappy, I'm unhappy, I'm unhappy. And, you know, like really feeding the place and space of being unhappy rather than just allowing yourself to give up the struggle. And now what is give up the struggle? You're probably thinking, well, what if you just allowed yourself to be unhappy? And, you know, you sat down with a notebook and you wrote a song about how unhappy you are. Like how many songs come from the depths of despair? 
Like how many songs do people write when they've been spurned by a lover? You know, when somebody's done them wrong, you know, like just how many songs, how many poems, how many pieces of art? Like what if there's really, really some information in your despair and, you know, you can go there, you can have a look at it and really, really mine that despair. Mine it. Let yourself just lean into it. Give yourself a whole day to feel like crap. And, you know, eat Oreos and sit on the couch and, you know, watch movies and write poetry and paint. You know, sit outside under a tree. You know, or like take your lawn chair out and lay under a tree. And just like really just allow yourself the magic of going right into your despair and mine it to say, okay, I'm going to give myself a whole entire day of feeling like shit. And I'm going to ask myself questions every single hour. I'm going to ask myself, well, what am I learning from this? What does this have to tell me? What messages am I receiving? What messages am I receiving? And we've got somebody in the chat. Some of my most pivotal moments in my life came from rock bottom and discovering how to rebuild myself. Well, that's the thing, you guys. In order to get to the next level, in order to ascend, you have to shed your skin. And that can be really freaking painful. It can be so painful. But that's the thing, guys. You don't have to do it alone. You do not have to do it alone. And it's so interesting. Like, I think this may be a North American cultural phenomenon. It may be because so many Canadians come from the British Isles and Germany and, you know, um, Scandinavia. It's just like a really stoic DIY kind of culture. And you don't have to do it alone. And, you know, this data dump of like going and, you know, searching and searching for what's inside you and asking like gurus and healers for what's inside of you without really, really, really wanting to know what's inside of you. It's just like, I really, really find it. Um, what do I want to say about this? I find it a bit scary that people are trying to like diagnose their own melancholy without somebody to hold their hand. Like you wouldn't go on a, like an ayahuasca journey by yourself. You need somebody to help, you know, hold the bucket if you throw up and make sure that you, you know, are okay. This is the deal. None of this transformational work should be done by yourself. I just believe that you need help with this. And if it's me, then great. And if it's not me, then really hire somebody who cares deeply about you. Ask some questions first. So one of the other things that I wanted to point out to you is that in your own body graph, so in your human design body graph, there are gates that are melancholy. They're called the melancholy gates. And so you may have melancholy gates. And so you can't even fight this. It's like, okay, you're born with blue green eyes and you love it when people have a different colored eyes. Well, yeah, you can wear contact lenses until they get dry in your eyeballs. But what if you actually enjoyed the melancholy? 
What if you just knew that that was going to be something that you experienced on a regular basis? And for me, when I learned about this thing called uh, emotional authority, at first I really resisted. I was like, oh, I hate how emotional I am. (laughs) And then when I stopped hating it and I gave myself some space, I really did discover that when I give myself room, to make a decision and go through every single emotion, every single sensation, and just don't resist them, what can happen is it goes faster. Like now I've trained myself to know what part of my body the decision is in right now. I ask myself, okay, am I clear on this decision? Yes or no? No. Okay, cool. So what part of my body is this decision in? Okay. And is there anything that I need to know about that right now? And in most cases, it it's just processing. You know, it's just like that little wheel that's turning when you're waiting for a web page to load. And so the more you try to like speed it up by getting more information about the thing that you're thinking about choosing or more information about the opposite of the thing that you're thinking about choosing or having another conversation and more input from other people it doesn't speed it up. It actually slows it down. It actually slows it down. And so what if having these melancholy parts of your body allow you to receive way more data about the depths of humanity? Like, what if you're really, really doing valuable work And these melancholy places are almost like little satellite dishes that are picking up more data. Would that help you to feel more valuable about what it is that you're here to be and do? You know, because there's people who don't have this melancholy. They didn't sign up for it. They're like, you know, sacral generators, God bless them, or splenic projectors, God bless them. They're not emotional. You know, I mean, they may be picking up other people's emotions in their open centers. And so if you pull your chart and you have a lot of white in your chart and you're not an emotional authority, then you may actually be picking up other people's emotions and accidentally identifying them as yours. And so that's something that we can talk about as well. So if, and I'm telling you it's true, I would say almost a thousand percent of the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that you're picking up is not yours. It's not yours. You're picking it up on the psychic Wi-Fi. Why are you picking it up on the psychic Wi-Fi? Well, it's part of an evolutionary process. You know, you're supposed to, you know, before we had phones, before we had, uh, you know, um, Morse code before we had radio, we actually had our intuition. And that's what kept us safe. And our intuition is based on our submolecular, submolecular structure. That's easy for me to say. And so we do have the ability in these open centers of our body to pick up the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions, the frequency of the earth around us. And so What happens with that is it stops you from being eaten or beaten. But now since we're living so close 
so close to other people, we are picking up on their thoughts and feelings and emotions. And in some cases, we're allowing it to affect us. We're like, I'm really mad right now. (laughs) But it's not really you. It's the upstairs neighbor watching like Fox News or something. (laughs) So what if it's all just really, really funny? And what if we do have the ability to avoid feeling melancholy or just have it process way, way faster than we would normally have processed it in the past? And that's part of the ascension, really, really part of the ascension process. As my guest says, some of my most pivotal moments in my life came from rock bottom and discovering how to rebuild myself. Well, yeah, yeah. And when you shed your skin, it might not be comfortable. And so after the break, this is why you're going to want to join me after the break. I'm going to give you some really, really clear information on how to avoid those places and spaces where you accidentally walked into unhappy and got it on you. So that's why you're going to want to join me after the break for the places and spaces that you can avoid You know, because there's some places where the melancholy is really going to feed you and you might have a beautiful process, but there are places and spaces where you just don't have to go there. And so that's one of the reasons why you're going to want to join me after the break. My name is Jennifer Kramer Lewis, and you have been listening to Big Fat Lies on Inspired Choices Network. Join me after the break. See you after the break. Have you ever said to yourself, I knew I shouldn't do that? How did that feel? What did you make that mean about you? Business coach, shaman and seer, Jennifer Kramer Lewis stands for you being deliciously ambitious, passionately productive, oh so profitable, and creating a life that is truly delightful in every area. Tune in to Big Fat Lies every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Mountain, 3 p.m. Central, and 4 p.m. Eastern on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com to open your eyes to the big fat lies that are keeping business owners from being the bright shining beacons they came here to be. This is Big Fat Lies with business coach, shaman and seer, Jennifer Kramer Lewis. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com or send a question or comment to jennifer at jennifercramerlewis.com. Welcome back, guys. So before the break, I told you that I was going to share some gems, some questions that you need to ask yourself to make sure that you're not walking into a situation where you're going to end up getting a whole lot of unhappy on you. But before we do that, I actually wanted to share with you a client win. This is my humble hashtag humble brag moment. So I did the math. I have been working with this client, uh, Uh, for the past three years, I believe. And when we first started working together, she was really going through a dark night of the soul. She didn't know whether or not she wanted to keep her relationship. She didn't know whether or not she wanted to keep her business. It was not doing well. And so I did the math. I was like, hmm, that was a really, really interesting and wonderful transformation that happened for that client. And so the math is 
that my client 17 times her investment. So the original investment of working with me, she really, really had to consider. She was afraid of pressing the go button on that transaction. And she 17 times her investment in eight months, in eight months. And so that's something that I want to bring your attention to. When you hire an expert to help you with what it is that you want help with, whether it's building a business that's really, really joyful and expresses your talents, whether it's, you know, you already have a business that expresses your talents, but there's systems and processes that need to be put into that business to allow it to scale, to allow it to grow and not be a bull in a china shop. And it could be the relationships inside the business. You may work with your business partner. And so when you work with a coach, when you work with a consultant, quite often the fees necessarily necessary to get the transformation that you really need are big. <laughs> I'm not a cheap person to work with. And in most cases, my clients have these really, really, really remarkable transformations. So uh, what would you think about that? So if the original investment you received back 17 times over, what would that be like? <laughs> Obviously, for my client, who I'm still working with, it has been a really, real remarkable transformation for her. And she's continuing to grow in her business. So that was the original investment that was 17 times over. I haven't actually done the math on the rest of the transactions. So pretty freaking cool. So one of the things that I love to draw your attention to as a being on this planet, and what I really want to leave you with is we always have choice. We always have choice. And so, you know, if you're doing the data dump, which is completely normal, you're like flailing around, you're reading books, you're watching podcasts, you're watching, you're on YouTube, trying to figure out how do I solve my problem? Well, here's the thing, and it's supported by human design as well. Your brain, your intellect is actually not here to solve your life. It's not. Your intellect is actually in most cases, in 99,000% of the cases, your smarts are for other people. Your smarts are for the people you are meant to serve. Your smarts are for the people whose transformations you are here to solve. So whether it's, you know, like maybe you're an amazing musician, maybe you're an amazing poet, maybe you're just really amazing at building all of these fantastic businesses that are solving people's problems. That's what your smarts are for. That's what your smarts are for. Because let's face it, if you could smart your way out of feeling like shit, if you could smart your way out of putting yourself in these circumstances where you get smacked in the face with unhappiness, with despair, with melancholy, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. You would not have listened to this far of the show. You just wouldn't have. And it's so interesting. Like I have this part of my chart that's called the channel of synthesis. 
and my son has it as well. And the channel of synthesis is something called a tribal channel. And so all of the tribal channels are how we get along with other people channels. And the tribal gates are how we get along with other people gates. And what are our roles in this big blue marble in the sky? And so the channel of synthesis is really, really about being super sensitive to what's happening on the psychic Wi-Fi. And so if you are a very sensitive person, which in most cases you are, like I don't have any dense clients. Most of my clients are so freaking brilliant. They're just running around trying to solve other people's problems without being asked. And so think about it like this, this channel and these sensitivity tribal gates, you're going to pick up the perception. You're going to pick it up like a little ants uh, antennae. And you're going to be like, wow, I feel the vibration of the earth. It feels different. So that's at the beginning. That's the frequency that causes the sensory um, part of your body to pick up. And so if you're picking that up, one of the best questions, one of the best questions that you can ask yourself is, who's asking me? Was I being asked? Was I being called out for this? You know, because you can be galloping off trying to solve people's problems and picking up other people's problems off the psychic Wi-Fi and pretending they're ours or yours, because I've never done that. <laughs> She said with a twinkle in her eye. Oh my goodness. So what you're picking up, ask yourself, is someone asking me to do something right now? Is there something for me to do right now? And in most cases, if there is, someone will have expressly asked you to do it. Somebody will be like, hey, Jennifer, can you help me with this? Can you help me with this? And the next question that you can ask yourself is, was I invited? Was I invited? And so if you are a projector energy type, you need to actually be invited and like invited. So like with an invitation, like a written invitation in most cases. And so that's the thing. What am I responding to? Was I called out? Was I invited? And if you weren't, then go and do the things that you really want to do. Go lay under a tree, play with your dog, hug your kids, make love to your partner, cook a really great meal, turn on some excellent music and dance, wrap yourself up in a blanket, just get where you need to go, get where you need to go. And so this is my invitation for you. Reach out if any of this has been thought-provoking for you. I would love to talk to you. My name is Jennifer Kramer-Lewis, and this is Big Fat Thank you for Lies. listening to Big Fat Lies with business coach, shaman, and seer, Jennifer Kramer-Lewis. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Mountain, 3 p.m. Central, and 4 p.m. Eastern on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until next week, Jennifer invites you to laugh at limitation and live life delightfully by opening your eyes to the big fat lies.